Lowe's knows you'll do spring right by saving on what you need to get your lawn and garden in shape. We do it right, too, with deals to help you save every day, like four bags of premium mulch now for just $10. And buy one one-and-a-half-cubic-foot bag of miracle Grow vegetable and herb garden soil. Get a Bonnie Basics plant for free. Whatever's on your spring to-do list, do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offers valid through 5-1 while supplies last. Bonnie offer valid on select 11.8-ounce pots. Valid in-store only. See store for details. U.S. only. Excludes Alaska and Hawaii. Welcome to the Off the Glass podcast, bringing you a fresh, intelligent, thought-provoking perspective to the game of basketball. I'm your host, Z. Thanks for joining me today on this beautiful Wednesday here in the shy. I just wanted to stop by real quick and and, uh, preview some of tonight's key games. We have a game five with the Cavs and the Pacers as Cleveland comes back home looking to take a 3-2 lead. We have a game five with the Raptors and Wizards as the Raptors look to do the same thing. And in the nightcaps, we also have OKC versus the Utah Jazz in a pivotal uh, game five as Utah looks to close out OKC. And also in another game five, we have the Houston Rockets looking to close out the Minnesota Timberwolves. So without further ado, I'm going to jump right into the first series, which is the Cavs versus Pacers. And it's been a very interesting series with the the Pacers winning game one and then the Cavs coming back in game two with a strong uh, performance by LeBron James. And then when they switched venues to, to Indiana, they had a strong performance. Indiana did by uh, Borjan Bogdanovich, um, 30 points. And they was able to get out of there with a win in game three. But Cavs were able to come back in game four and steal a win on the back of Cal Corver's um, shooting. The thing that's very glaring that stands out in this series is obviously Cleveland goes as LeBron goes. And, you know, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts, a lot of different people talking, and a lot of people interpretation of LeBron's play the last couple of days is that is, you know, is he assessing the situation? Is he taking plays off? Is he disengaged? And, you know, I just don't really think that's the case. I just think his team is just really not that good. I think it's just that simple. Is something I stated in the podcast I did with my father-in-law when we previewed this series. He's getting very little help. Uh, J.R. Smith has taken a step back. Kevin Love has the injured thumb. Clarkson is not scoring the ball. They're getting absolutely nothing for Rodney Hood. Um, they did were able to get some minutes out of Tristan Thompson, who has been been buried. So hopefully they can go ahead and, and play more Tristan Thompson more than Nance because at least even though Nance is the better overall player, player at least with Thompson they get good screen set and um LeBron is able to do some things I mean they were so desperate they started Jose Calderon who I believe is like 38 now and even when he's open he's not looking to shoot George Hill didn't play so even though George Hill hasn't played well at least he's a threat out there on the court and uh they were really fortunate in my opinion that Indiana uh didn't get that game and really it comes down to that uh, Ola Depot. I don't think he did not play well, but he just didn't make shots. And I think he had a lot of great looks that if he makes those looks like he's been doing all season, I think Indiana's able to steal uh, game five in Cleveland and go ahead and wrap it up in game six where all the pressure would be on the cast to try to stay alive and force a game seven. So not too much to really say here is just mainly how is LeBron's energy level? Um, is he able to summon some more energy? 
um, to go ahead and get this game five and possibly close out this series in six. And do the role players step up and join them? And can Ola Depot shoot the ball better? Those are the, really the only key factors I really see in this series. But if LeBron is able to muster the energy and get past Indiana, it definitely doesn't bode well for them going into the second round because he's already had to play an average of, I want to say, about 45 minutes a game in this series. So it doesn't bode well for them going into the next series. But again, I still have Indiana winning this series. I think Indiana wins tonight on the road, and then they go ahead and close out uh, the Cavs at home in Game 6. Moving on to the next series, and this has been a tale of home versus home as the Raptors looked very well in the first two games at home as they had looked like they were playing how they've been playing all season. The ball was moving. People were contributing. The pressure was off. And then it's like they got back to Washington, and it was a little bit of kind of reverting back to the same thing. And it's just one of those things that's interesting in the playoffs where, you know, people like, uh, and even though I don't like them, I still get credit when credit is due. Charles Barkley states that, you know, your role players in the playoffs tend to play better at home versus on the road. And this has definitely been the case in this series on both sides as Wall and Bill have played better at home, but also Oubre, uh, Gortat, they got things out of Mike Scott as they stepped up in th games three and four where they were able to get the win versus the, the Raptors, uh, how Wright has struggled, Ibaka has struggled. Um, Siakam has played pretty solid. Um, the other rookie, I, I can't pronounce his name. I don't want to mess it up, but he struggled as well. But also, the ball hasn't been, been moving. They haven't been playing with pace. They've been kind of walking the ball up in their sets. And, you know, just in game four alone, if you look at it as people like to sometimes discredit plus minus. But I think if you know basketball, you know the game plus minus is definitely a very useful tool. And I mean, you could look at that game and stands out that even though DeRozan finished with 35 points, he was minus 12 and Lowry, Lowry was minus 10. And together, obviously, they were minus 22. When on the flip side, Bill had 31. He's a plus five. Wall finished with 27. He's a plus nine. They finished together combined plus 14. So it was very glaring in the numbers. Um, Wall has played much better in game three and four. He's playing at a star level. And he's also been able to get Beal involved because, it, you know, one of the things that's tough sometimes when you're playing with a ball-dominant guard is making sure that everybody gets touches. And Bradley Beal has definitely become more than just a catch-and-shoot player. He's really worked hard with um, his pick-and-roll game and his reads. Uh, credit to him and also credit to his trainer, Drew Hanlon, uh, from Pure Sweat. You know, I follow him on Instagram, and he posts a lot of the videos. And what I like about him is he also incorporates the workouts with the game footage. So you can see that they're actually working on stuff, whether it's him or Jason Tatum he's been posting a lot of videos of. And, you know, it was important that Wall – kind of had to incorporate uh, Beal if they had a shot to win this series, and they've been able to balance that out beautifully in three and four. So the question becomes switching to the, the all-important game five. Will Oubre, Mike Scott, Gortat, will their games travel to Toronto, or will Toronto's supporting cast get back on track? Will Toronto get back on track with the ball movement, the player movement, playing more with pace, and can DeRozan – you know, kind of play that free-flowing game that he's been playing um, all season and don't put too much pressure on himself. They're also going to have to make that adjustment with Kyle Lowry 
on Wall as Wall has really just really abused him in the post-up game. Excuse me, take a sip of my tea. And they've been able to get a lot of good things passing out of the double team. So, again, I'm still going to stick with the Raptors. I really believe that the Raptors are a good, a good team. I think they're the better team in this series. But this is obviously a very important game. I think they need to get this game to improve their confidence so they don't get back to Washington and, and tighten up in a game six and fall out losing this series when, actually, I think they're the better team and the best team coming out the East. So I still have the Raptors winning uh, this series, but instead of it being in five, I wouldn't be surprised if this series goes seven, but I'm going to pick the Raptors in six. Moving on uh, to Utah and OKC, and again, it seems like this is a broken record at this point. I stated this series coming out, man. Uh, OKC goes as Westbrook goes in his head. And again, he gets involved in these matchups where, you know, he was quoted as saying, you know, he's going to shut that stuff off from Rubio. So he comes out, he's pressuring him, he's playing aggressive. And he was more intent on dominating that matchup, in my opinion, than playing smart and winning the game, and it was almost like they just wanted to be out there on some bully stuff, on some, we're going to play tougher and play harder than you, then play smarter than you on Utah, and they came out and it worked. They were really aggressive in the opening quarter, and they won the first quarter, but the second and third quarter is where this game was won, as the Jazz outscored uh, OKC 66-43, to and even though Paul George finished with 30-some points, Westbrook's stats were pretty decent, um, Westbrook, George, Anthony, and Adams were combined negative 46 in the plus minus, while Rubio and Mitchell alone were plus 44. Rubio and Mitchell were both plus 22. Donovan Mitchell looks like a star. He looks like he's going to be one of the great ones. They have something special there in, in there. And the fact that, you know, I, I agree with Kenny to Jess Smith that Westbrook was just so focused on stopping Rubio that it took away totally what they wanted to do really defensively as the Jazz just routinely picked them apart. Um, Coach Nick over at B-Ball Breakdown had a great video on YouTube breaking down how the uh, Utah has been using the horn set to just completely tear OKC apart, and it was the same thing on display. Favor ha Favors has playing really well. Gorbear's Gore playing well. And it's going to be interesting to see if Utah is going to re-sign Favors. Um, if he walks, man, he's going to make some other team really, really good because Fabers has dominated the glass. He's made some jump shots. Uh, Ingles, even though George is scoring the ball, I think he's in his head a little bit. Um, he's kind of focused again on out-toughing him and playing a certain way instead of being focused on um, just being the Paul George that we've seen all season because I would argue this has been Paul George's one of his best seasons this, season, uh, this year. And as the series switches back to OKC, you know, you kind of want to look at the talent and look at the home crowd. But I really believe that Utah goes ahead and um, finishes out this, this series. I think they went on the road and they move on to the next series where, again, I'm not going to even talk too long on this series because what is there to talk about? Uh, I think uh, Houston closes out Minnesota as they put up an epic 50-point record-breaking quarter. In game three of game four, outscoring them 50 to 20. Chris Paul with a solid game. James Harden outscored Minnesota by himself. I think he had 24 or 26 in the quarter. 
while Minnesota only had 20. Uh, it's been a head-scratching series for Minnesota with the talent they have. Carl Anthony Towns played a little bit better at home, but hopefully he takes this as a learning experience and improves his game going into the summer. Wiggins gave you that consistent, not inconsistent, uh, up-and-down play, if that makes sense, from Andrew Wiggins. Um, just a lot of good pieces, but not sure they're a good team. Teague, as I've always said, He's definitely an NBA starting level point guard in this league, a lot of talent, but I just don't think he's a point guard that wins you a conference finals and then ultimately gets you to a finals and wins a championship. And last but not least, can we stop harping on how great of a defensive coach Fibodeau is? Again, he gets credit for changing the game, for inventing uh, things in defense like the ice, ice in the pick and roll, zoning up in the league. He definitely revolutionized the game, but the key to a great coach, in my opinion, is always being able to make adjustments, always being able to change with, you know, what your players are, what your resume is. But now it looks like he's trying to run the old Bulls, Derrick Rose, even though he's played well. I'm not going to hate on D. Rose. He's played well, but D. Rose, Gibson, and Butler, he's back out there playing them a lot of minutes. You know, after he made his rounds with the different, you know, going to different teams when he got... Uh, fired in, in, in Chicago, and he's like, I'm going to change, and he supposedly learned all these things. He still runs his players into the ground, so I think Thibodeau is a great basketball mind, and I think it would be a shame if he doesn't change his ways, but I think, to me personally, they need a change in culture already. Um, they need somebody that's going to help develop these players, somebody that's not afraid to change with the times, and I just really don't feel like Thibodeau is the coach for Minnesota going forward. So, with that being said, I just wanted to stop by real quick, preview tonight's matchups, um, give you guys something different. I'm also, you know, recording from an undisclosed location, not from my normal home studio. I'm trying this app here with Spreaker on the mobile phone. Um, so, again, thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting the podcast. This has been your host, Z. Stay safe out there. Peace. Lowe's knows you'll do spring right by saving on what you need to get your lawn and garden in shape. We do it right, too, with deals to help you save every day, like four bags of premium mulch now for just $10. And buy one one-and-a-half-cubic-foot bag of miracle Grow vegetable and herb garden soil. Get a Bonnie Basics plant for free. Whatever's on your spring to-do list, do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offers valid through 5-1 while supplies last. Bonnie offer valid on select 11.8-ounce pots. Valid in-store only. See store for details. U.S. only. Excludes Alaska and Hawaii. Lowe's knows you'll do spring right by saving on what you need to get your lawn and garden in shape. We do it right, too, with deals to help you save every day, like four bags of premium mulch now for just $10. And buy one one-and-a-half-cubic-foot bag of miracle Grow vegetable and herb garden soil. Get a Bonnie Basics plant for free. Whatever's on your spring to-do list, do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offers valid through 5-1 while supplies last. Bonnie offer valid on select 11.8-ounce pots. Valid in-store only. See store for details. U.S. only. Excludes Alaska and Hawaii.